We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke. The Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke. We're in a group chat together. LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sitting there crunching all my multiple entries, trying to, at the same time, bark out orders to my kids to get my season-long team in. <laughs> this is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by MondoGold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to MondoGold.com and use the promo code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. 
And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Davey Bazo. Welcome in to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is DJ Trainer. Once again, taking over for Andrew Laird this week, J.D. Bazo, he's back with me. Skylar Redpath is joining us. He was out last week, but he's back now. Skylar, how's it going? Going good. Good to be here. Good to have you on the pod. You've uh, definitely been a big help to some of my lineups this season, so much appreciated and uh, glad to be back in action. Yeah, you, you guys are far too kind to me. I, I, I don't get this like appreciation anywhere else in my life, so thank you so much <laughs> for that. Um, before we dip into the games, guys, uh, Alan Gordon last night for Los An- uh, LA Galaxy Los Dos, him, Robbie Keane, and Giovanni, Giovanni Dos Santos showed up to the, the USL game, and Alan Gordon paid for everyone's free beer. Now, that's pretty awesome in itself, but who, who, if you could choose one MLS guy to buy beer for you or a drink, whatever whatever you prefer for a night, would you go with Alan Gordon or would you choose somebody else? Hell no, it wouldn't be Alan Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I think? You know, he was just named to the 35-man preliminary roster for the upcoming game against Mexico. Maybe maybe that's uh, getting to his head, feeling like he can actually afford everyone's free beer <laughs> at a soccer match. Wow, that's a hard question, who I would pick. How about we get back to you later on that one? Okay, yeah, we can follow up with that. I mean, I know Skyler's already had a beer with Chris uh, Wondolowski, so I didn't know <laughs> if you want to change it up or maybe just have a second beer with him. Will Bruin, yeah, he I'd would want to have a beer with Bruin. Yeah, Will <laughs> Bruin be a fun one. I'd, I'd have another beer with Wando for sure, and if we're uh, doing throwbacks, maybe Frankie Haydock. I know oh, he, yeah. Uh, I know he likes to throw one back here and there. So Or Jay Demerit. That would be a good throwback, too. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm going to switch things up just a little bit here. So, of course, we're going to get into this week's, this weekend's action of MLS games. We're going to follow it up by Mondo Goal lineups from both JD and Skyler. Then I'm going to implement something new here, a get-to-know-your-expert part of the show. We're going to get into these guys' lives not really that far. I'm just going to add them one or two questions, and maybe they'll think of someone they want to have a beer with. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end there. And, and we're, But most importantly, we're going to get you ready for the week that will be MLS. Um, so let's just jump into it, guys. Just an overview here. Every single team is in action this weekend. So that means that there's one game on Friday, seven on Saturday, and two on Sunday. So just keep that in mind. We'll start with the Friday game. FC Dallas at Sporting Kansas City. Um, being that I write the fit or miss column and I'm really in touch with the injury reports, let me just go ahead and lay out the injury situation here for this game. Tim Melia, who missed last week, he's back at training even though he had that leg injury. Um, technically, I believe he's questionable, so if he doesn't play, Joe Kempin will step in once again, moving to the Dallas side of things. Mauro Diaz, of course, remains questionable, but that guy's made of glass, so who knows? He might be out for the next three weeks, like J.D. says. Dan Kennedy, uh, Stephen Hunt of the Dallas Morning News uh, quoted head coach Oscar Perea saying, he's good, he's getting ready, he's fine. So you might see Dan Kennedy come back, take over for... Um, who was starting for him again? I, I already forget. Jesse Gonzalez. Jesse Gonzalez, that's right. Uh, Victor Iyoya. Iyoya. How do you say it? It's Victor actually Yujoa. Victor Iyoa. Yujoa. Iloa. Iloa. I might just have to go Iloa. I'm actually right on this one. I actually know it. <laughs> I actually know it for a fact. It's Yujoa. Okay. Victor Iyoa. Uh, 
he's still dealing with that knee injury. He's questionable. Uh, and Bakary Somari, concussion, he's doing treatment in Dallas, but I don't think he's going to play this week, and he's considered doubtful. So, guys, given that spill of injuries, that's going to be the most injuries I have to, to report on any single one game. So given that, what are you looking for in this Friday game? I'm looking for one team to really step up and make its claim that they're going to be a force down the stretch here. Uh, Dallas is on a nice three-game streak, but Kansas City hasn't won in their last five. Um, you know, Kansas City was a team that was looking like the favorite for a while in the West. Dallas uh, started hot, and then they were cold for a while. Now it seems like they're getting back on track. But um, Blas Perez, they need to really get uh, fired back up. I don't think it's going to work with just Tesho Akindele up top for the rest of the year. So this is an interesting game between two teams that are suddenly struggling to find their identity. Anything to add to that, Skyler? Yeah, so I agree with everything you said there, J.D. I think uh, I'm not sure if Mondegol has any Friday night slates posted or Friday-Saturday slates. So if you're playing on um, other sites that do offer the Friday-Saturday slate, um, one guy that I would keep an eye out for that, um, won me some contests last weekend as Michelle. He had a huge night. He was kind of a, um, a surprise to uh, join their starting lineup again, but he had a golden assist, had a few shots, some crosses, fouls drawn. He was doing it all. He had a huge night. He's listed as a defender, um, lines up in the midfield for FC Dallas. So I'd be really surprised after such a good performance if he's benched again. So he's relatively cheap across other sites too um so that's one guy that i'll be eyeing i'm not huge on many of the other plays from um both teams other than michelle for for that game so that's my play that's my uh takeaway from this game wow i'm i'm kind of surprised because i think there's a lot of good options in this one uh whether it's castillo or dwyer um, Failhaber is always pricey, but I think I think there's going to be a lot of good plays. It's just tough to to pick one you feel awesome about over some of the other ones. Yeah, um, I think yeah. if you're if you're looking at the full slate, though, it's like we were talking about before the pod. It just there's so many good players to choose from on the board that um, right and t- and you know this matchup for me, I I could see it going either way. Both teams have a, a decent chance to win it. Um, there is a, one other player that I like from this game. It's uh, Michael Berrios. He's been pretty solid, and he's relatively cheap, too, on other sites as well. So he's a guy that's been uh, been hot lately, and he does it all across the board, too. He takes shots, draws fouls. He's, uh, also, like, he's also built like a middle school child at five foot four, 132 pounds. <laughs> that's, yeah, you got... Yeah, that's yeah, the real got, statistic right there. But, it, yeah, it's going to be a good one, I think. Yeah, you got to love soccer where height does not matter whatsoever. Just take a look at uh, is it Mohamed Saeed and Kai Kamara. Those guys hang out quite a bit, and I think there might be a legitimately two feet uh, in difference <laughs> in those guys' heights. Uh, one follow-up question, guys. Someone you used to talk about maybe a month ago on the podcast. We really haven't talked about him much at all recently, though. Christian Namath, what's going on with him? How are you guys using him at all? He's kind of dropped off a little bit. Uh, his drop-off is almost coinciding with SKC's drop-off as a team as a whole. What's going on there? Are you teeing us up? Because he had an awesome goal this past weekend. That's that's true. He definitely did have a, have an awesome goal, but I mean, we just haven't heard. I mean, when he came onto the scene, it seemed like you know he was one of the hottest plays around. He's kind of cooled off so far. 
let me just ask you, are you going to be using him this weekend? Uh, probably not. My problem with him is when he, he started out cheap because it was uh, his first season in MLS, and then he had a good stretch of games, and his price hasn't come back down from where, where it got to then to the point where he's like a, a good cheap third forward option. And he's certainly not a consistent enough guy that I'm going to be using him in, uh, among my top two like elite forward spots. So I think it's just tough to fit him in anywhere given his price. Yeah, same here. He's uh, he's not much less than Dom Dwyer. And for me, if I'm taking anybody from Sporting Kansas City, it's going to be Dwyer. Even though Namath's been just about as productive, I haven't looked at the numbers side by side. He may have, He may be even more productive than Dwyer this season, but... It's close, and for me, I tend to favor a guy that I think is going to have more of the scoring opportunities, and uh, usually for me, then that's Dwyer, and I just, I can't, uh, like I said earlier, with a, with as many good players on the board, I just can't see Namath being one of the three forwards I take. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. Just uh, more so out of curiosity, of course, Namath did come away with that goal against Orlando City, SKC's only goal in a 3-1 surprising loss. Uh, Dwyer has has uh, looks like yeah, Dwyer's is pretty pretty steady here. Last time he scored a goal was was three games ago in Colorado. Um, but he scored, looks like, two goals in his last six games. So, I mean, that, in all honesty, is, is somewhat steady. You'd like him to pick it up a little bit. But let's go ahead and move on, guys. Uh, a game, Colorado at Toronto. Uh, this is the first Saturday slate game. Uh, the only injury, kind of fit or miss type of thing I have to add to this, well, it's not really fit or miss related at all, but Marco Delgado pushed back to playing as a defender uh, against NYC this past Wednesday. Otherwise, what are you looking for, Colorado at Toronto? Is it Giovinco all day, or what's going on here? Yeah, I'm still I'm always on Giovinco. Um, probably will be until the end of the season. He hasn't scored in three games, which for him is not up to his standards. But he's still posting over double digits every time he hits the field. Um, last two games, he had six shots, uh, just last night and had 11 shots the game before that at home um, still firing in crosses drawing fouls um, you know he's due for I hate to use the term somebody's due but he's he's due for a goal he's due for maybe a hat trick um, especially with Toronto fighting for a playoff spot then I could see a huge game from Giovinco I mean he's right up the, right up there in the golden boot race MVP race so he's got a lot to play for. I mean, of course, team-wise and individual-wise. So I'm all over Giovinco. Um, like Michael Bradley from this game, too. Um, I really think Toronto FC in general, maybe it's picking on Colorado, but I really think Toronto FC need this game, and I think they're going to get it. Yeah, I think as far as the, the players go, Skyler nailed it. I don't have too much to add. I, I think this one, for some reason, is going to be a close match, though. Um, I it's not like I'm going to go and pick anybody from Colorado, but Toronto did just play uh, last night. Colorado's coming off some rest, and it's kind of the la- the last chance they have to be a respectable team this season and climb back into the playoff picture. So it should be an interesting one, kind of one of the less intriguing games on the whole slate, but it, Jovinko has to be in your lineup uh, unless you're going purely differential in the tournament. You going with... Uh... Sorry, DJ. I was uh, 
asking DJ there if he uh, is gonna if he's even considering Josie at four point one million on Mondo goal. Yeah, I mean, you you have to wonder. I think uh, I said this last week when I was talking to JD. Of course, Colorado cannot score, and when they do score, you know, they just kind of hang on to that one goal for the rest of the match. Um, but their defense really isn't that terrible. So, I mean, if it came away a 0-0 or 1-0 one way or the other, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Um, so, given that, I don't I don't want any shares of Josie Outdoor whatsoever. But, I mean, he is I mean, he's one of those guys, like, he can score 0 or 2, you know. And so it's hard to say. He can definitely win you competitions uh, on every random week, right. I suppose. Yeah, and 4.1 um, frees up a ton of cash, too. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. My my quick problem with Josie is that Colorado's built where they play the the bigger forwards really well. Um, they just always kind of seem like they they have a much better time against the big forwards uh, that aren't quite as quick, and they really get torched by speed. Kakuta Mane always seems to have a, a great time against them. Um, Jao Plata. So it, I I don't know. Josie's kind of it feels like he's kind of the guy that they can shut down, and Jovinko's kind of the guy that uh, that can really have a field day. And Brad Bradley is just smart enough that he can really break them down no matter what. Okay, guys. Last thing from this game, I just want to touch on. Of course, we're taping this on Thursday, so Wednesday Toronto lost uh, at uh, you know Yankee Stadium. Uh, against New York City. After the game, head coach Greg Vanny for Toronto, not sure if you saw this or not, regarding Yankee Stadium and the the small field they play on, it's borderline ridiculous. It would be perfect field for 12-year-olds. Now, I'm not sure if Fanny looked at the, at the guys on the on the field, but Pirlo and Lampard aren't necessarily 12-year-olds. Uh, just sour grapes here, or, or is there a legitimate something to factor in and to fantasy consideration on games that take place at Yankee Stadium? Well, it is ridiculous. I mean, fantasy aside, it it looks like a clown field. Uh, having been there personally, the atmosphere was kind of cool, I admit. But it, I was also there for the New York City Derby, so I can't speak to what it's like for a, a not huge game. But uh, I I don't know. It's just not how soccer should be played. I know some people say it's really not that much skinnier, but it it makes a huge difference. I don't really know that it makes a big fantasy difference. Yeah, when you're used to playing on a larger field, it definitely makes a difference for the professionals. Um, as far as TFC, they've played there already once, so you know they probably knew a little bit of what to expect and how to play, how to expect to be played against. But, yeah, I get it. I mean, it's a lot different than what teams are used to, what players are used to. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I've loved, uh, I've loved targeting games at Yankee Stadium, so I have no issues with games there, but... Um, yeah, is that could, maybe because of the opponent? <laughs> because yeah. it's it's the guy going against the New York City defense. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a combination of both, mostly the opponent, and then maybe a little bit of Yankee Stadium small confines. Yeah, in the end, I mean, you still it's still a bunch of players and a ball and some goals, so it it's a little bit uh, of whining on Vanny's part, but it is ridiculous. Yeah, I'd say it's sour grapes just because they've already played there once. I would understand if it was first time there. Didn't really conceptualize it until after the game. But since that's the second time there, uh, maybe just a little bit of sour grapes after a 2-0 loss. Let's go ahead and move on. Seattle Sounders taking on the Vancouver Whitecaps. 
uh, injury notes, Roman Torres uh, for Seattle Sounders out for the season with a torn ACL. He was only with the team about a month, and he was fitting in quite nicely there on the back line, uh, but he'll be out. Brad Evans uh, suffered, well, he rather he went through concussion protocol this week and passed, so he's probable for this week. Uh, O'Neill Fisher is suspended, and Gonzalo Pineda, I believe, is suspended as well. Given that, Skyler, are you using any guys in your lineup here from the Sounders or the Whitecaps? Yeah, I am. I've got uh, Clint Dempsey in the mix. He's a uh, pretty high price for a midfielder, but as we all know, he plays more or less as a striker, as a forward for uh, Seattle, so... I'm all, I always tend to lean towards including as many players that play out of position, tend to play higher up the field, if I can find those guys. So Dempsey falls into that category. And um, it's going to be a tough matchup for Seattle, but uh, like Dempsey, uh like his chances to, you know, if, if Seattle has a good game, then I like his chances to be involved. Um, I had a hard time not including Christian Tachera, to, to Takera, from uh, Vancouver, he's been hot right now, so he's only 9.4 Amondo goal, but um, just amongst some of my other midfielders that I was able to squeeze in, he didn't make the cut. Um, but he's, I mean, he's a player to definitely to consider for this weekend. Yeah, I think for me, Obafemi Martins is right at the top of my list. Uh, the matchup isn't as great as some of the other elite forwards' uh, matchups, but you still have to consider Oba along with Dempsey. I do prefer Martins over Dempsey in a nutshell, but are we saying Dempsey's he's midfield eligible, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Mondegol. Mondegol, definitely. So he's also the second most expensive player, it looks like. Oba is the fourth. So both of them I'd consider, and I think just a – Kind of a cheeky tournament option would be going with Octavio Rivero. If Brad Evans, uh, well, Roman Torres is out for the year, Brad Evans would probably be the one moving back into that center back spot. So if he's going to either miss or be, you know, just coming back from injury, I think Vancouver at home could uh, put up a couple goals on Seattle's defense. And Rivero, uh, he he's still a great player. I like him a lot. Um, and probably is going to develop into one of the better goal scorers in the league. So that's kind of my my shot in the dark for the week, a nice tournament play. Yeah, definitely. One more thing I forgot to include, Chad Marshall. Didn't practice uh, outside with the rest of the Sounders on Thursday. He's dealing with muscle tightness. That's coming from Matt Pence of the Seattle uh, the Seattle Times there. Um, so just something to consider since he's been starting on that back line. You have to wonder if maybe a guy like Zach Scott uh, could sneak into that back line and, and face Vancouver. Um, would you consider Zach Scott maybe at a low price option? Let me take a look here and see how much he's worth uh, this weekend against Vancouver, guys. I probably won't, just uh, based on some of the better matchups. I mean, anytime you can find value in the back, you usually want to at least consider it. But um, Seattle playing at Vancouver, I'm not not high on any of their defenders, um, really. I think Vancouver's going to get on the scoreboard. Um, but I don't know. I mean, MLS has been crazy the past few weeks, so who knows? I, I would definitely not consider Zach Scott, but I do see here that he's from Hawaii. That is interesting. He doesn't look like he would be from Hawaii. Um, uh, well, the Hawaiian is $5.2 million on, on Mondo Goal. Does that change anything for you, J.D.? No, I'm still not going to use him. I, if he plays at center back and Chad Marshall does not, 
I would definitely be loading up on some Vancouver attacking choices. Yeah, I've actually got somebody that's uh, at that same price point on my back line and feel like he's got a much better matchup. And as I alluded to earlier, he's been playing a little bit higher up the field, so that's probably who I'm going to roll with, if anybody, at, at that 5.1, 5.2 million. Wow, what a tease. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it out of him by the end of the show here. But let's go ahead and move on. So San Jose Earthquakes at that small 12-year-old field, New York City FC. Uh, a couple things of interest here. Sebastian Velasquez, he's entering the league substance abuse program, so he will be suspended. We've seen guys like CJ Sapong. It takes about four to five weeks for them to go through that, although Velasquez really hasn't been getting that much action. But just in case you, just in case you really care about Velasquez, you won't be seeing him even on the bench coming up over the next month. David Villa, of course, dealing with that hamstring issue. Uh, I think there hasn't really been much about his status coming into this Saturday, so I'd go ahead and list him as questionable. Probably won't know if he'll play until lineups are announced about an hour before the game. One quick injury before you guys have at it here on the other side of things. Victor Bernardez still out with the hamstring uh, issue. He's considered questionable technically this weekend, but I'd say more so doubtful um, just based on the injury. I think it was a strain. Um, so Fatai Alashi uh, is the projected starter there on the back line for San Jose. So guys, does the fact that uh, Victor, he's still out. I know, JD, last week you said he's kind of a crucial part of their back line. Does that make you consider uh, David Villa even more if he plays, or maybe a Patrick Mullins if he's inserted in place of Villa? Um, not particularly. Alashe actually has experience at center back, both, I think, with the national team and in college. They have their other two um, good defensive midfielders, Pelosi and Godoy, um, back as well. So I'm, I'm back up on San Jose's defense. It was just that one-week blip against Philadelphia I wasn't fond of. Um, and NYCFC, you know, they're... Half the team's uh, super old, so I don't know that I like them playing just a couple days after this emotional Wednesday game. And they need every game from here on out. I just see San Jose coming in and taking care of business. Yeah, I'm not huge on uh, David Villa this weekend. I think he went off at halftime last weekend That's with a hamstring, and that's uh, less than a week a week to recover from an injury like that I just I don't know if they're going to risk it with their you know their star player well one of their few star players um yeah I just I'm not going to really consider uh David Villa I did consider Patrick Mullins on Mondo goal because he's listed as a midfielder he's 7.1 million I think um was really tough for me I actually had him plugged in until I realized I didn't have uh Giovanni Dos Santos who's still Super cheap on Mondo Goal. He's only six point seven million. So Patrick Mullins for me, he's definitely one to consider. If Via is out, it's going to be uh, really tough to include either of those guys though, because we're not going to be able to see until after lineups lock. There's that early Toronto Colorado game at one, and then the New York San Jose game is not until later in the day at six. So you know if you're uh, Playing on a site that doesn't have late swaps, such as Mondo Goal at this point, I know they've mentioned that they're probably that it's in the works. So, hoping to see that come alive soon. But for now, it just it's really hard to include anybody if it's unclear if they're going to be playing or not. So, I'm staying away from from both of those guys. 
Scholar, yeah, that's a great point. Just so everyone's out there who's listening to this know, like you said, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, I believe, is when that game, the Toronto-Colorado game starts. Um, so just be ready for that because, especially on Mondo goal, everything's locking up. So an interesting question that gets raised here then um, with what you guys have just said, you know, NYC, a lot of old guys in their lineup. You wonder, does Poku come in and play on short rest? He's sat on the bench the last few games here. Right now on Mondo goal, he is, and I just, I believe he's 4.5 million. Uh, let me confirm that. Yeah, he's 4.5 million. But like you said, Skyler, uh, you just don't know what to expect when you have when you have lineups that lock. Is he a guy you're going to take a risk on? Obviously, it's very high risk. Very high reward there. Skyler, is that someone that you would even consider and maybe just one of your 10 lineups or something like that? <laughs> yeah, definitely would consider them, um, especially on sites that offer late swap. Um, for me, probably going to stay away from on Mondo Gold this weekend just because I'm able to fit in players that I think have a little bit more upside than he does. Um, when he plays, then, yeah, he's definitely a, a force to be reckoned with out there. So I've, he's won me some contests this year um, earlier in the season, but just with the uncertainty surrounding him, I'm probably staying away. There is one guy, though, that is uh, kind of falls into that same little bit of will he start or will he won't category, and that's Angelino. He didn't start last night, um, but he's been playing much higher up the field. He's listed as a defender. Um, been playing as a midfielder, and even last night, um, JD alluded to it earlier. He almost looked like a borderline striker at one point. So, I've actually got him plugged into my lineup right now. He's 6.8 million as a defender, um, and that's yeah, it's a little bit of a risk on my part since he didn't start midweek. But I feel like maybe he was getting a little bit of a rest, and he'll be back. I'm hoping he'll be back starting this weekend, so Angelino made the mix for me this game. Yeah, I actually currently have Angelino and Poku starting. I think given the the way NYCFC's roster is constructed, um, whoever whoever didn't play that's a, a pretty good player and gets a lot of time for NYCFC, they're going to start this weekend. It, you have to have some rotation as the, the season winds down here, and Poku's the guy that's well-rested. They're going to need him to come in and give the team the little boost of energy after the short rest. So I, I have Poku just because he's such an insane value, and it's not like San Jose is coming off a, a well-rested week. They just played as well. So I, I think it's an all-right matchup. Not my favorite, but for the value and his upside, uh, I like it a lot, and it makes the rest of my lineup very easy to, to build. Okay, guys, so uh, looking at, uh, looks like a few, we've got a, a few Eastern Conference matches coming up. So let's just start with Columbus Crew at D.C. United. Gaston Saro, uh, dealing with those that concussion, I think he's doubtful coming into this weekend. Otherwise, everyone's pretty rel- relatively healthy on both sides. Fabian Espindola is back off his knee injury. And, guys, he's about the 16th or 17th ranked 
forward here on Mondo Goal's Saturday slate. And so just to put that in perspective, he's behind guys like Mike McGee, Chris Rolfe, and maybe most importantly, Eddie Johnson. Um, so he's <laughs> someone that you're going to be fitting into every lineup. He's got a game under his belt. I mean, he's he should be probably the most expensive player on his team, but Chris Rolfe is ahead of him. What do you think about a spindle this weekend? Uh, my feeling on a spindle is if you're not using Poku to save your cash, that's where you, you're going to save some money with a spindle as your third forward. The matchup is great. Um, Columbus doesn't often keep the ball out of their own net. But D.C. have not... Uh, they haven't been great offensively either. They just played last night in the CONCACAF Champions League uh, group stage. But they're playing the crew. I know they're playing the crew, but I... Let's go. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the a Spindles matchup a, a lot, but I also kind of like crew defense this week as like a, a differential play. So this is this is pulling me either way. Uh, DC just hasn't really caught my eye at all lately. It, I don't think they've won a game in like a month, uh, maybe a little bit under a month. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. It, it's a tough call. I definitely love Kai Kamara in this match, but I, I like a spindle a lot, too. He's right on the border for me. Is start him, not start him. Yeah, I'm all over him, especially at 7.5 on Monogol. He's, uh, I mean, look, his last game when he came back, he played 90 minutes, had five crosses, two shots, drew a foul. Um, so Monogol doesn't award uh, points uh quite as generously for crossing, but look at his last three games that he was playing that he played um prior to that. He had nine crosses in back to back games. Um three shots, seven shots. Like he's D C runs their offense through him when he's on the field. So especially with uh Saborio in the mix, they're using a spindle a little bit more to uh get out on the wings, whip balls into him. So at home, um he had they haven't been playing great as of late, but I think at home against a pretty weak defense in Columbus, I could see D.C. having a really good game this weekend. So perhaps uh, Saboria is the play if he's going to be getting all these crosses. And I think a, a big guy in the middle that's a, a clinical finisher like Saborio is, um, I, I think he could bury a couple goals. Yeah, he's a decent look too. He's only... See, he's only $7.2 million on Mondo Goal, so he's a good show. Yeah, so last week, a spindle return. He played the full 90 minutes. He got an assist, a shot, and one foul suffered. Before that, though, guys, he missed four four straight matches. And so you wonder if his absence somewhat coincides with D.C. United's fall. Uh, by my quick count, if D.C. United has, has scored three goals in their last Five MLS games, um, but of course that's that's mostly coming with uh, Espindola out of the lineup. Let's move on to another Eastern Conference matchup: New England Revolution at the Montreal Impact. Pretty interesting game. You have the Revolution, probably the hottest team in the East right now, going up against Montreal, who rested a whole lot of their starters and have a whole lot of games in hand. Really quick on the New England side here: London Woodbury will be suspended for this game. Uh, looking at the impact, Lawrence Simon is back off suspension in international duty. He's missed the last three games. This past Wednesday, Piotti, Drogba, Ber- uh, Patrice Benier, Benier sorry, uh, Donadell, and Evan Bush 
should all be rel- well rested. Um, I'm, I'm, I think they should all be probable. They sat out this past Wednesday. Justin Mapp dealing with the toe injury, and Ambrose Oyango should be suspended since he got a red card against San Jose on Wednesday. So given all of those, those probable and, and the Oyango absence, are you guys looking at any options here for, for a revolution team that's absolutely on fire? J.D., let's start with you. Well, I think that mo- most of them are going to be back. They really had, I think they have, what, five games in two weeks or something insane. They were kind of going to have a triple game week in season-long fantasy until uh, Fantasy MLS nixed that idea. Um, so I think they were just resting their players for this stretch. You have all these games in hand from when they were, uh, MLS gave them like a month off <laughs> before the CONCACAF Champions League final. Um so I think they're just gathering the troops, getting ready for the stretch run. So I like Montreal a good bit, but New England is hot right now, so I like them too. This is probably my most anticipated match of the week. And there's a lot of big names, but I think the one guy you can't miss is Lee Wynn. Lee Wynn has looked like the best player on the field, no matter the opponent, for at least a month, closer to two months. He looked better than Jovinko when they went head-to-head last week. So I, I think he's pretty much a must-play given this matchup. Yeah, I definitely think there's some options to be had from this game. Um, DJ said it, like, New England's been really hot lately. Uh, it's tough for me, though. I mean, this is a really tough matchup. I do think Montreal probably uh, did the right thing in, in resting their players for this game because I think they're ready to make a run at the Eastern Conference and make a run for that last playoff spot. They're in a really good position, too. And I don't know. I think Montreal is going to get the job done this game. So I do have uh, – I've got Piotti in my lineup from this game. Um, he's been okay as of late. He hasn't been – he hasn't done anything super crazy um, stats-wise, but – He's still uh, he's pretty consistent. Gets some shots off, draws some fouls, gets the occasional cross in. So, um, especially with Drogba in the mix now, I really like Piotti. And uh, man, New England, yeah, they've got so many good options right now. Uh, of course, like JD said, Lee Wynn has just been amazing lately. He's he's finally come back around. He's in form. Um, but then you can't ignore Diego Fagundes, who's had four goals in four straight games. Um, Kellen Rose playing well. So they've got some options there. Of course, Chris Tierney in the back, which I always consider whenever he's available, but playing on the road, um, he was, I think he was actually rested. And um, Hall, their other, their other fullback was also rested. Yeah. So they're both, uh, and, uh, Charlie Davies was rested too. Um, they're all probably going to be starting, this weekend, but it just in a matchup like this, I really feel like it's it's tough to take anybody from uh, New England. Wow, um, is this uh, Laurent Simon's first game back? First game back. So the situation there was, uh, I guess it would have been about a month or four weeks ago. He got uh, two yellow cards, which of course results in a red. And so he was already on a yellow card watch on that game. So he got the yellow card suspension plus a red card suspension, but he went and it was international duty on top of that. So international duty, suspension, suspension, and he'll be back this weekend for the first time in maybe a month or so. Yeah, so that definitely, I mean, they played well um, this past week against Los Angeles without him. 
Um, they shut Los Angeles out in Los Angeles. So I, that's a very formidable defense. But I still think New England get at least a goal in this one. Well, we'll find out this weekend, guys. One thing to note, I think uh, Diego Fagundes, Skyler, you said it's his uh, fourth goal in four games. I believe it's the second time in his career that he's done that, and he's only 20 years old. So certainly a rising star there in New England. So the final uh, the final Eastern Conference matchup, Orlando City taking on the Chicago Fire. This one just has just a snoozer written all over it. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who will be watching this game. Maybe you guys will if you had someone in your lineup. A couple injury notes here. Corey Ash, he had that undisclosed injury last week, but he's probable coming into this weekend. Kaká still dealing with a leg injury. I have something questionable, unless you guys have seen something about him. Darwin Seren is questionable as well. Breck Shea will be suspended. Moving to the Chicago side, Kennedy Igbonanike. Um, I believe he's suspended. There's a little, it's, it's a little bit unclear, but he's also dealing with an ankle strain. So regardless, he seems to be in doubt for this weekend. Gilberto, he has tightness in his back and hamstring, but Coach Frank Yallop says mostly it's just an issue with match fitness right now. So Gilberto is also questionable. And finally, Eric Gehrig, uh, defender for Chicago. Dealing with plantar fascia in his heel, uh, and he's questionable. So given that, guys, in this snoozer, are you going to be looking for any fantasy options, even though nobody might be watching this match at all? Yeah, I've got three players from the game uh, myself, so I'll be watching. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, this is intriguing. It might be like the last hurrah for either team. Chicago loses, and they're pretty much done. Um, but or, Orlando has an outside chance to still make the playoffs, and they're they're really fighting. So I think this could be a, a good one to watch. I wish Kaká was back. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I it's wish. Really uh, disappointing. Yeah, I was hoping Shea would be in the mix too. Just well, after, he came uh, back, and then he got his yellow card. Like they were waiting for him for so long to get back, and then he got his yellow card suspension. Yeah, he looked good too. He had an assist, and. uh you know he's a, he's still listed as a mondo as a midfielder on mondo goal, but he's really cheap. He's only like four point five, so I probably would have at least considered him because he is playing higher up the field. He's not playing as a defender anymore as he was when he started the season. But right. yeah, he's suspended, so he's not an option for me. I do have uh, Sean Johnson in goal. He's only four point two million. Um, and then I've got Matt Polster on my back line, five point one million, hoping to. Kind of being a clean sheet from the fire there. Um, Orlando's attack hasn't looked good at all lately. I think Polster's uh, going to be missing, actually. It might be yellow card suspension. Oh, really? Okay, well, then I'll have to switch that up. But Don't take my word for it. Just double-check later. All right. I'll check the uh, fit or miss column later when it's <laughs> up on the site. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Skyler. Yeah, I'm just going to round it out with my third player. I've got David Akam up top. He's $10.7 million, and especially if Igbon Anike's out, he's already, Akam's already been playing really well since he came back to the lineup. Um, goal in consecutive games now. I think he had an assist the game three games ago. So he's really active in the attack. Um, I love him as a fantasy option, and matchup against Orlando City at home. Like J.D. said, this is kind of their last gasp. So I could see a Com having a good game. 
Yeah, I like the the fire options, but I'm I'm almost equally intrigued by the Orlando options. Carlos Rivas has looked pretty frisky lately. He's nothing more than like a, a shot in the dark kind of third uh, forward type of selection, but he he looks okay. The one guy I won't say to get sucked into is Adrian Vinter, just because he had two goals last week. Um, he really hasn't impressed me too much, so I I don't think I'd be I'd be taking him if you're kind of just looking at the box score, trying to find uh, one guy to fit into your lineup at the end there. A little uh, recency just, bias. Yeah, a little word of caution to the listeners. Uh, but, yeah, even guys like Niarco and if McGee gets in, um, Jason Johnson could get in there at, at forward. And Kyle Lahren's still looking for that uh, that goal to break the record. And it's almost inevitable. It has to happen, right? Yeah, you would you would think it's coming. It's so funny. It's kind of the tagline of every game. It's Kyle Lahren has to wait for that uh, that rookie goal leading. A few, a few things, guys, what you just touched on. Uh, J.D., you're coming on strong with the pronunciations in this one. I've been saying Adrian Winter uh, all season long, so thank you for correcting me there. Not sure if I said it on the podcast. Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see, Paul Carr from ESPN recently released uh, ESPN's uh, percent chance to make the playoffs. I believe it's officially called the Soccer Power Index. So Orlando City has a 12% chance of making the playoff, whereas Chicago has a 3%. And you say, why are you talking about that, DJ? This is a fantasy podcast. Well, it makes a big deal. When teams are eliminated from the playoff race, you might see them use some of their homegrown players, use some guys they normally wouldn't play. Um, So it's definitely something to keep your eye on is that playoff race. Whenever teams are eliminated or whenever they gain a berth, you never know if you're going to see some funky things coming out of their lineups. Do do Chicago have homegrown players? I don't know if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I actually met one. I went to school with one at the University of Wisconsin, and um, I don't think he's going to see the field anytime soon, but they're definitely out there. I feel like I they're just accidentally insulted him then by saying that. <laughs> Skyler, is Patrick Duty a homegrown player? I know you're a big fan of his. Man, I kind of uh, almost think he is now that you now that you mentioned that. <laughs> and I know Harry, Harry Ship's like a local Chicago guy, but yeah, I, don't, I think I don't think, I think he's he might be. Yeah, yeah, I think Ship might be a homegrown. Oh, really? I just thought he was he was just drafted by them, not a necessarily a homegrown. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, confuses me a little bit sometimes. The the yeah. MLS, um, some of the little. Intricacies of MLS uh, rules and regulations, but we could have a whole podcast about that. Yeah, we might have to do that sometime. I might have to break out the Generation Adidas uh, contract rules <laughs> with you guys sometime. I'd love to love to go over that with you guys. Uh, nonetheless, here let's let's go ahead and keep this thing moving because I definitely want to know who you guys want to have a beer with. Um, so let's let's move right along here. Los Angeles Galaxy playing uh, Real Salt Lake. It's the last game on the Saturday slate. Luke Mulholland and Tony Beltran are coming back from suspension. However, Jordan Allen will be out this week on suspension. So, guys, of course we've got the the normal the normal players in LA, but are they worth are they worth the uh, the spot in your roster this week in Salt Lake City? I think they are. I know Salt Lake had a good game last week against Houston, but L.A. just, they had a 0-0 draw. They're going to want to bounce back from that. The firepower is just too much. Chris Schuller, their center back, uh, we mentioned last week he's out for the season. So I, I think this is a good game for Los Angeles, even though they're playing at Rio Tinto. 
Um, but once again, it's kind of pick your poison with Los Angeles attack. There's there's almost too many options. Um, I think you have to go with Dos Santos just because of his price. It's so cheap. And then I think Robbie Keane, it's obvious, but just the fact that he's playing uh, the highest up, playing very centrally, and Chris Schuller's out, the guy that would normally be tasked with dealing with him. So I think it's a Keane night, not so much a Zardis night, not so much a Gerard or anything like that. I think you stick to the chalk. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough call for me again. This is one of those matchups like we talked about. There's so many good matches this weekend. Um, Real Salt Lake's really desperate for a result, and just so happens that LA Galaxy is coming to town. Um, it's going to be tough for them. So I like the options from both teams. I'd probably lean a little bit more towards Salt Lake just because I think they are kind of do or die at, at this point of the season for them. They really need to get a result this weekend. Um, but Dos Santos, again, on Mondogol, $6.7 million in the midfield. He did, uh, I think he left last weekend with a injury. Yep. Um, but I read a report saying that it was precautionary that he's expected to be back in the mix against Salt Lake. So I'd probably roll him out um, with confidence, uh, maybe a little bit of hesitance that he might come off the bench based on that report. But they're saying he's going to play, so... Um, even like a 30-minute Dos Santos is solid. Um, he's in my lineup. Is he in yours, J.D.? Yes, he's in my lineup. DJ? Has to be. Uh, yeah, he's always in my lineup. I um, I mean, on Mondo Goal, if he's still playing at 6.5, I'll go ahead and steal the line from J.D. If you're not playing Giovanni Dos Santos on Mondo Goal, you're asking us to take your money. <laughs> so it, it's, it's almost like everyone in search Giovanni – and it's it's fair game from there. Although, you, yeah, I mean, you never know if uh, that uh, the injury situation or uh, the uh, availability of situation could come back to haunt us there, though. Guys. Yeah, you um, should but, you should definitely monitor that as it gets closer. And if you don't search Giovanni, just search Gio, and then you can get uh, Jovinko as well, two for one. Right. <laughs> How about Tom? Yeah, one more thing in this one. Javier Morales. We said Lee Wynn was playing lights out, but Morales is playing uh, almost as well. Probably one of the hottest players in MLS right now in terms of just quality of play out there on the field. And even if you're not using him in fantasy, tune in to these last couple months of MLS because we're not going to have this guy for much longer. He's 35 and uh, one of the best players of this generation of uh, Major League Soccer for sure. Well, I tell you what, guys, that, that, that does it for the Saturday slate of games. You can tell... You can tell J.D. and Skyler are passionate about soccer here with uh, the Patrick Duty reference. Uh, anybody who pulls that out, uh, you know, they're definitely passionate about soccer. If you're passionate about soccer, you got to head over to Mondo Gold, though, to get involved. They have thousands in cash up for grabs in daily and weekly fantasy contests for the Premier League, MLS, La Liga, Serie A, Champions League, and other top tournaments around the world. Mondo Gold even has unique global contests where you combine players from different leagues and build the ultimate dream team like Patrick, Duty, and, uh, you know, whoever, whoever you want. I mean, pick your European star, but start with Duty for sure. Uh, this isn't your run-of-the-mill daily sites that you see popping up every week. Mondo Goal is dedicated exclusively to soccer, and they're the official fantasy partners of Chelsea, Liverpool, Barcelona, and other top clubs around the world. We play every week, as you can probably tell, and it's just a great addition to our season-long games. Come join us. Go to MondoGoal.com, enter promo code 
ROTO, R-O-T-O, for a 200% bonus on your first deposit and, and turn your fantasy manager skills into cash at the premier destination for daily fantasy soccer, MondoGoal.com. All right, guys, let's finish strong here into the Sunday slate. Let me lay it all out there for you. We have the New York Red Bulls at the Portland Timbers. And then the second game of the day is the Philadelphia Union at the Houston Dynamo. Let's start out with the Red Bulls at the Timbers. Only thing I got for you here regarding injuries or suspensions is that Dax McCarty will be suspended for this Sunday game. He's not a player I really use too often compared to the other guys uh, uh, on the uh, attacking side for the Red Bulls. How about you, though, Skyler? Who are you going to be looking at at that Red Bulls-Portland Timbers game? Um, probably going to be favoring uh, Timbers players, actually. They're, again, at this point in the season, it's I rely a lot on where teams are in the standings, and the Timbers are right there on the bubble for the playoffs. So um, when you're talking about the Timbers, you got to consider Diego Valeri. Um, he's a guy that I'll probably, on the Sunday slate, probably target in the majority of my lineups. Um, Lucas Milano is... Uh, he's still pretty reasonably priced across all sites, so um, he's in consideration. Um, hasn't been super great lately, but um, we've seen a little bit of what he can do. So on a short slate, then he's going to be in the mix. And then from the Red Bulls side, I think uh, Sasha Question honestly has just been he's somebody that I probably wasn't even considering earlier in the season, but now I'm considering every slate especially a short slate. So, I don't know. I guess the two uh, creative midfielders for both teams are probably who I'm targeting from that game. I think Skyler nailed it. I don't have too much to add. All right. Well, then we can move on. Uh, I can tell J.D. wants to talk about, um, you know, having beer with Alan Gordon. Okay, so <laughs> Philadelphia Union at Houston Dynamo. Christian Maidana is back from suspension. He served his time for spitting on Lee Wynn, and he's back, guys. So that means that Tranquillo Barnetta will probably move over to uh, less of an attacking role on that union side. Although, do you agree with that? Do you think that that's going to kind of downgrade the value of Barnetta? Well, Bar- Barnetta's value is, uh, I don't know, is kind of hot or cold. I mean, it's definitely a guy you consider every slate, but only as kind of a, a dart. He's never a cash play. Um, and this last week, he really angered me by taking all the free kicks away from everyone else that wanted to take them. That He, like, messed up, like, two or three in a row, it seemed like. And then he, in a crucial, pivotal moment, he demanded to take this last one. Perfect spot near the top of the box. Told Stephen Vittoria to just get away. And he just drilled the wall. He drilled Kai Kamara right in the face. And uh, it was awful. <laughs> So Barnett is he's just fitting in with all the other union players I don't like. This game bores me a lot, and I think uh, you probably have to look to Houston to to really take this one, even though it's in Philadelphia. Would you agree with that, Skyler? Or, or are you going to try to find your way, uh, Barnett, into your lineup somehow, even though he seems pretty selfish and he's uh, hurting Kai Kamara out there? It'd be different if he was good at the free kicks. <laughs> I suppose that I suppose that matters quite a bit. Yeah, probably won't be rolling with Barnett. I definitely will be considering Madonna because he's been when he's on the field not spitting at people. He's uh, <laughs> he's been really good. He's been really fantasy relevant. Um, and I know uh, 
couple of other players from this game. I know JD doesn't want to hear it, but Sebastian Latou still uh, still in the conversation for me. He's only seven point four on Mondo goal. Um, two games slate. Like you got to consider him at least. You gonna consider him, JD? <laughs> he's the, <laughs> he's the second most expensive forward ahead of Sapong. This is insanity. I would take Will Bruin time. I would take three Will Bruins right across the top of my Mondo goal lineup before I took Latou. I mean, you have Cubo Torres at 5.1. You have all these other... I still think you have a lot of good options. Lucas Milano. Hopefully, Arista Gieta plays. BWP. I don't think Latou's even getting close to my lineups. And you know what? I would almost rather take a Connor Casey super sub the way he's been in form <laughs> than have to take Latou. And by the way, Sebastian Latou did not answer my Twitter question this week when he was taking Philadelphia's, uh, I don't know, live Q&A. I asked him who the slowest guy on the team was, and he, uh, I guess it was himself because he didn't answer. Ooh. Also, by the way, Christian Maidana, talk about a guy you most wouldn't want to have a beer with in the MLS. You'd have to cover that with a lid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right. All right, nice, nice shot there from J.D. J.D.'s on fire tonight, my goodness. All right, last thing I want to talk about this game, guys. I know we really didn't cover goalies too much, but there's an interesting goalie situation uh, in Philadelphia. So last week you had John McCarthy start. I believe the week before that you had Andre Blake start. And then, of course, the eight games before that you had Brian Silvestri start. Now, Silvestri is on loan. He never really was the the main guy there in Philadelphia. What's going on here? Is this a situation you just try to avoid entirely? How do you how do you read this Philadelphia goalie situation? Or do you care? Should I say do you even care? Well on a four four team slate you probably do have to care, but the way I read it is Philadelphia Houston is at seven, the other game's at five, and there's no late swap, so I'm I'm definitely not gonna be purchasing a Philadelphia keeper on Mondegal. Yeah, unless there's any definitive uh, news come out that if McCarthy starts, he's only 4.3 on Mondegal. I would definitely consider that. But, yeah, unless there's any definitive news that he's the for sure starter, I'm staying away just because of the uncertainty. Um, Tyler yeah. Derrick is – Tyler Derrick's only .1 million more, and I know he's on the road, but Houston's a, a significantly better team, if you ask me, and they have been playing slightly better lately. So I, I'd even rather have Derek, even if I knew McCarthy was starting. Yeah, I thought uh, Blake was going to be back over the weekend, this past weekend, and, and he didn't start. It was McCarthy in goal again. So that threw me off. Thankfully, I was able to pivot off of him. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's up in the air. So, yeah, I'm staying away. I'd probably advise to stay away, too, just based on the, the later game. Yeah, Philadelphia, how many keepers have they played in the last, like, three years? Is it double digits? It has to be, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, this year alone they've played three guys, and it seems it seems like they were going to hand over the reins to Andre Blake. It just wasn't the case for whatever reason. Um, it seems like their whole season really is just boiling down to the point where they're only looking at that U.S. Open final against Kansas City coming up here pretty soon as the only memorable thing from their season 
Um, you know, as far as the MLS regular, you know, regular weekly games go, it just seems so so variable. I mean, and, and you can really just tell by the goalie situation. So, any last uh, parting shots on that Sunday slate before we move into your Mondo goal lineups for the Saturday slate, guys? I'm good. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Okay, sounds good. So let's uh, let's shift over to Mondo goal. Uh, JD, why don't you start with your your forwards that you have. Uh, for this this weekend Saturday slate, and we'll go through those quickly, and we'll wrap it up here. All right, so my three forwards are Jovinko, Robbie Keane, and Kai Kamara. It's, uh, you know, not that creative, but Espindolo was, was very close for me, as was Obafemi Martins. All right, Skyler? Yeah, I've got Jovinko. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've got David Acom and Bobby and Espindolo helped to uh, free up some cash for my midfield Okay, now JD, I know that I promised you I'd make a lineup this week, and I partly, uh, partly, partly went through with that, partly not at all. <laughs> so I've, I've got, I've got my forwards on tap here, and I got my midfielders on tap, and I, and I'll need some advice from you guys to really round it out, coming with the goalkeeper and defense. But uh, I got a Spindola, Kyle Laren, and Sebastian Giovinco as, as uh, my, a couple of, or my few forwards that I'm considering there. Um, but why don't we just kick it back around, J.D., and if you want to give us the midfielders you're considering this weekend for Mondo Goal. All right, so we have our two must-plays, Lee Wynn and Giovanni Dos Santos. And I toyed around with the, the rest of my combinations here. Um, you know, I originally had a really cheap defense and paid a little more for my midfield. Originally, just 20 minutes ago, I had Poku, but I've changed it. I'm now uh, up here with Frank Lampard. Got off the schneid, got his first goal this past game. <laughs> He's only six point three million, um, which is it's still very cheap for a guy who was just playing with Manchester City a year ago or eight months ago. Um, and then I have Kevin Doyle. He's a forward, six point four million, midfield eligible. I'm on the goal. And Toronto just played. I don't like Toronto's defense. And this new center back Toronto has Cantari. He is a red card waiting to happen. He just clubbed somebody in the face last night. Uh, it was actually Angelino when he almost scored at the end of the game. Didn't even get noticed. Um, yeah, I saw some replays of that. It looked pretty brutal, actually. The guy's a nutcase. He's done that a couple times now, and I think he did get red-carded or at least yellow-carded once for it. So I, I think Kevin Doyle in the Colorado attack could have a solid game. Skyler? Yeah, I've got um, – so I've got Nacho Piatti – I think he's going to return from uh, being rested midweek. Um, instead of going with Lee Wynn, um, I went with Clint Dempsey. Uh, I think that both of those guys are probably, I don't know, they're probably pretty, like you could it's give or take with either of them, but I'm giving Dempsey the bump just since he's playing a little bit higher up the field than Wynn, but definitely wouldn't blame me for taking Lee Wynn. Um, he's been hot lately like we talked about earlier. Um, then I've also got Michael Bradley in the midfield, who has been playing really well, too. I um, feel like, as I said earlier, I feel like Toronto's got a good matchup on their hands, and I think Bradley's going to be involved in the attack. I think the Mondegal scoring system really favors him. So um, at 10 point, I think he's 10.2 million. Really like that play. And then my uh, fourth and final midfield call, I'm still a little bit on the fence about um, Giovanni Dos Santos is in right now, but I'm really tempted to take Patrick Mullins, especially if we find out that David Villa doesn't play. 
Um, but again, I'd hate to be left without Dos Santos unless we hear that he's out with his injury. I, li- I like all those options, but Bradley's the one I like most. He was originally in my lineup. Yeah, just a couple more options to throw out there. I know we talked about Poku early on, $4.5 million, someone else to consider. Uh, let me just throw kind of a flyer out there. Not sure how much you guys have ever really talked about him on the podcast. Uh, Jeff Larentwich. I know I know that he, he plays you know on the back line for Chicago, but he takes the penalty kicks for that team. He's actually tied for the league lead with five converted penalty kicks. He hasn't missed one yet this season. Uh, going up against a team in Orlando City that I'm pretty sure they're in the top three. I haven't checked recently. Uh, in fouls committed and yellow cards and red cards, both of those categories. So is he someone that you might take a flyer? He's 8.2 million, which I know is really expensive. But uh, you know he's he's had a lot of uh, maybe uh, unexpected production there. Yeah, for me on Mondegal, I'm staying away from him just because he is listed as a midfielder and in that price range especially. Um, there's so many other players that are that might have a higher upside as an actual midfielder, whereas other sites, Lorenowitz is definitely in consideration for me when he's listed as a defender. He can also earn defensive bonus points, clean sheet bonus points, and then, yeah, take the occasional penalty kick. But $8.2 million as a midfielder for me is just a little bit too much. Yeah, it's absurd that he's $1.5 million more than Gio Dos Santos. And even more than that, than Doyle, Lampard, Poku. I mean, I'm sure we could find a huge list. So I'm not considering him. He still only averages barely five and a half points a game. Um, I I do want to look, though, eventually. I, I think he did miss a PK. Did he not, Skylar? I think we even talked about it. Or was that um, maybe... Um, the guy, the guy they just sold the whole city that I already forget his name, Maloney. Sean Maloney. Did he miss one? Or, I thought Big Red missed one. Yeah, I think um, he may have. I'm not sure. Maybe I, I'm I'm willing to concede that fact that I threw out there. Uh, you know, I'm not going to stand by it. So if you say that, you know, you have the impression, then I, I won't deny it. Although I will say I'm pretty sure he's still tied for the league lead with five. Yeah, I with think guys like David Villa. Yeah, he yeah. definitely does take the PKs, and they're not like anything spectacular. Like, don't picture no. these upper ninety rockets. There, <laughs> yeah. it's just he's good at placing them in the corner. So yeah. I don't know. He's, he's got a good matchup too. I mean, the, I think. Chicago is going to take care of business at home against Orlando City, and I, I definitely think that he's got a good matchup. It's just the the fact that he doesn't earn the extra points for me on Mondo goal since he's a midfielder. I mean, yeah, he might earn a, a what right. you get a point for a clean sheet or something. Even if he does score a goal, though, you're he's not getting all those other peripheral attacking points on Mondo goal. So yeah, it's kind of tough to take him. But DJ spot on that this is like the ideal matchup because Orlando City does give up PKs a lot. They give up uh, a lot of uh, even free kicks. Big Red sometimes dr- tries to drill one. So, so yeah, it's it's a good idea. I would just much prefer it if he was listed as a defender. Okay, yeah, fair enough, guys. I think I, I totally agree with you. I think I'm probably going to stay away from him as well. Just thought I'd get some new blood in on this podcast or, you know, just some different different uh, perspectives there. Just because I think it's as good as matchup for, for him 
for Big Red as, as he's going to really see all season long. But a little too pricey in that midfielder designation definitely causes me to shy away as well. All right, J.D., why don't you bring it home with your goalkeeper and your defense, and then, Skylar, go ahead and follow up there. And um, just, just one thing, I guess, to kick it off. I'm looking at you know, the slate of games, and, you know, sometimes you can pick out a team that you think they can, they're in line for a clean sheet. I really can't do it this week. I don't really feel strongly about any one goalkeeper or any one back line. Uh, should I should I be wrong in that thinking, J.D.? Is there anyone, uh, any team that you think uh, should be targeted this Saturday? I 100% agree with you. This is a this is a great slate of uh, MLS, especially for daily fantasy. There's a lot of close games, ones that are tough to call, and nothing particularly jumps out at me. Um, there's a couple of teams that I do like most for a clean sheet. One would be San Jose at NYCFC. There's a lot of reasons that I don't think a clean sheet's going to happen, but if I have to pick one, that's right up there. Columbus, I think, is a sneaky bet for a clean sheet. D.C. hasn't been that electric lately, and Columbus is kind of coming together to to play really well as a team. But who I went with is um, the Chicago Fire. Orlando's coming to Chicago, and Sean Johnson's just extremely cheap, $4.2 million, and he's been showing us that he can really steal a game lately. Uh, it was nice to pair him with Jovan Jones, 6.9, one of the best attacking fullbacks in the league. And then I rounded it out with, um, actually, I rounded out with those two clean sheet teams I mentioned. I didn't even know that when I was talking about it. But I have Harrison Awful uh, quickly becoming one of the better attacking fullbacks in the league, uh, even though he's only played maybe four games. And Sean Francis for 6.1. Um, I, I definitely could have gone cheaper in the defense and upgraded a Lampard or a Doyle, maybe to Michael Bradley range, but this is what I felt most comfortable with right now. Yeah, so I was, I've got uh, Sean Johnson on the back line, like I said earlier. I'm going to have to figure out who to swap in for Matt Polster because, like you said, J.D., earlier, I, I did uh, happen to take a look at the disciplinary report, and he is out with yellow card accumulation. Bam. So, <laughs> good call there. Thanks for the heads up. Um, he's 5.1 million, so not sure who I'll pivot to there, but I actually, I mean, I do like Chicago's chances out of anybody on this uh, slate to keep Orlando off the board. I just, it, their attack's not looking great. I mean, they've got some good attackers, but just so sporadic and all over the place, like Aaron Winter, who would have called him. With two goals. Um, they really week. miss Kaká, obviously. but It's obvious to say, but they miss him so much. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, there might be the occasional random game like Winter just had where, where he had two goals, but I just don't see it at Chicago. Yeah, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but this might be their last hurrah. Like, if they lose this, and they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. Um, so I like to pair a defender with Sean Johnson, if I can, so I'll see if I've got any more options there. Um, but then I've got Angelino, hoping that he's back in the mix, and I've got uh, Harrison Afool, um, who you guys talked about on the last podcast, has been putting up some good fantasy points. Um, yeah, he's on the road this weekend at D.C., but I could see another good game coming from him. Um, I could actually see that D.C.-Columbus game turning into a nice little goal fest, maybe a 2-1, 3-1 type game. Um, so hopefully he's involved. But, yeah, that's how my back line looks right now. 
All right, so that does it for our Mondo goal lineups. Guys, thanks for giving me some suggestions on those goalkeeper and defense. I definitely will be targeting Angelino and Afool. Those are two guys I like, no matter if they're in line for a clean sheet or not. Just They just get too involved with the offense Not for, for me not to choose them. Uh, a couple points here. Um, our ranking, so mine, Skyler's. And JD's, and I believe Steven Eschelbacher will be joining us once again. He's been on a bit of hiatus. You'll find our rankings. We're all kind of finishing them up here tonight on this Thursday night. They'll be available on rotowire.com slash soccer Friday morning, along with my fit or miss column. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I haven't quite looked at all the suspensions and all the injuries. Well, I have looked at the injuries, but the suspensions is something I haven't quite looked at all of them yet. Uh, thanks for bringing that one up, JD. That will also be on the website Friday, so you want to check that out before constructing your lineups. Make sure that everyone you're playing will actually be playing. So let's finish it out, guys. We're running a little bit long, so we won't keep this too long, but I teased it, so I feel obligated. Uh, get to know your expert portion of the show. So, JD... Um, as some people know who have been on RotoWire's website, have a little bio about yourself. Um, you write what you want about it, and what you have on yours is completely hilarious. It makes me laugh every time I look at it. Uh, you say you're the only or the very first Penn State basketball fan you'll ever meet. Uh, so my question to you, uh, just trying to get to know you better as a person, why do you put yourself through that torture? Well, first of all, I went to Penn State, and um, basketball was kind of just a a little different thing to do in the winter. Not too many people went to the games. You always got some good freebies. Um, And it it was just kind of a cool team to follow. It felt more like a family atmosphere. At the time, they had Taylor Battle, one of the greatest players in college basketball. (laughs) Um, At the time, probably hit several half-court threes a game. And we always had a couple big wins this season. We've beaten some uh, some big teams, Michigan. Um, we always played good against Ohio State. And you know what, DJ? We were talking last week before the show. Taylor Battle had a had a great barn burner against Wisconsin wow. in the Big Ten tournament one year that I believe was what thirty four to twenty eight. We decided. Yeah, I think it was the Big Ten tournament uh, about four, I think it was five years ago. The final score was like 32 to 26 or something. Just It was like the record, big, yeah, the record lowest score ever, I think, in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty miserable. But, uh, you know, going to Wisconsin, J.D., I got to agree with you. Uh, maybe people don't understand. Even bad basketball is fun to watch when it's really cold outside and there's nothing to do uh, in the winter at Big Ten schools. So I, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I won't give you any more flack for being a Penn State basketball fan. I'll let you suffer in peace over there in Pennsylvania. Um, but something I can probably, uh, you know, get down with too, Skyler, on your Twitter your Twitter profile or whatever, your description, I think it is, uh, craft beer and BBQ, it gets a spot at the end of your Twitter bio. Um, so you can tell a lot about a guy by white, what type of meat he goes with at a BBQ place. So you got to let me know, are you ribs, turkey, pulled pork, hot link? What, what do you go with? What do you, what's your go-to? Man, usually ribs, uh, just in general, uh, I guess pork, um, I love to smoke meat. I've got a uh, smoker at my house. I've got a grill, but smoking meat is kind of one of my hobbies. Just love to, uh, you know, throw a pork butt, some ribs, anything on the uh, on the smoker. It's a long process, so it it's kind of turned into a hobby for me. But yeah, it's um, pour a pour a pint and uh, get the get the meat smoking. 
watch the smoke uh, coming out of the smoker, get the smell up in the air. It just, it's a beautiful thing. So. Okay, that just you know what you know what's got that just doesn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks guys, I really appreciate it. You know, maybe if we're running short one of these weeks, uh, coming down to the end of the season, we we might uh, you know really get into it. But thanks for opening up, I really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, uh, if you're that's... ever down this way, uh, I got some some ribs with your name on it, so oh, I'll man. be down. I'm hey. Down to Birmingham. You you may, you may not be able to to buy into Penn State basketball, but I can certainly buy into smoked meats and craft beers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, don't tempt me, Skylar. I might be knocking on your door. I love jumping in the car for <laughs> for no reason. All right, last thing, did you think of someone you wanna wanna have a beer with other than Alan Gordon? JD, you were very adamant that you wouldn't want to have one with Alan Gordon. So who uh, who are you going with? All right. Well, you know what? We had Sebastian rankings, and we might need to do this for a future podcast because I came up with way too many. If I have to pick just one, it's probably DeMarcus Beasley. But I will note that I think I came up with more coaches I'd want to have a beer with than players. Okay. Just give us a couple because I, I got to know. Some I coaches? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love oh, yeah. to have a beer with Mike Mike Petke, who isn't a coach any longer, but uh, he's definitely a guy you could have a beer with. And Bruce Arena would be so much fun. Um, maybe not – he wouldn't be that enjoyable, perhaps, but just being around him when he was – just like he was drinking that celebratory champagne at the press, <laughs> at the press conference last year. Look at that guy and say you don't want to have a drink with him. And Peter – J.D., that's your Twitter background, isn't it? It's somebody's Twitter background. Is it yours? That's mine. I, I like to switch it up. You know, this my account started with Casey Keller, who's a who's a goalkeeping legend for the U.S., but I like to change it every now and again. I, I really am fond of my current one, though, with Bruce Arena. And uh, Peter Vermees is another one, but, I mean, all these fiery uh, coaches like a uh, – Keith from Orlando City, Carl Robinson from Vancouver is a good cerebral guy you could go with. Um, Caleb Porter would be a coach I definitely would not want to have a beer with. Shots fired. Caleb Porter, not, not a beer guy. All right. And what a surprise with his last name being Porter. Skyler, are you going to go for round two with Wondolowski, or are you going you gonna to freshen things up here and go with someone else? Man, definitely enjoy the beer with Wando. He's such a cool, down-to-earth guy. Um, you know, a lot of... Uh, Fans, U.S. men's national fans out there, um, still a little bit bitter about Wando, but hey, uh, such a great guy, man. I mean, he's he was uh, amazing. It was so fun to hang out with him. Um, so yeah, I'd have another round with him. I'd also maybe enjoy having a beer with Clint Dempsey. I think would be an interesting guy to uh, sit down, drink a beer with, and uh, maybe talk a little bit about his rap career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might go with Dempsey too. That guy is uh, is is quite interesting. All right, so that's going to do it for us here. Uh, JD Skyler, why don't you let them know where uh, you can find uh, find us on Twitter? Go ahead, uh, go ahead with your uh, Twitter handle there, JD. I am DFS MLS, and I also would like to have a beer with Tommy McNamara, baby. Oh, uh, you had to fit it in. I mean, Skyler got his Wando treatment. We got the Will Bruin in there. There's the McNamara reference just in the nick of time. Skyler, where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, guys, catch me at DraftKicks, always tweeting out uh, lineups as they come out. So um, especially this time of year, you got to keep an eye out for starting lineups. Don't get caught with anybody not starting in your lineup. 
All right, and you can find me on Twitter, DJ underscore trainer, although my account has been blocked for suspicious activity. I have no idea what I did to earn that, but I can't, uh, I can't retweet, I can't tweet or receive messages right now. Ooh. Hoping to get that corrected uh, real soon. But, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe in a couple <laughs> weeks you can, you can give me the follow, but I'm pretty dormant right now. Uh, otherwise, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for sticking around. It went a bit long, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Got to know a little bit about J.D., and Skyler. Uh, as always, uh, good luck this weekend, guys. Good luck, guys. Good luck, fellas. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.